Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Carla D. Bass. It's awesome to have you here today on Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for the opportunity. So, I'm so grateful to have you here today on Savvy. We're going to talk about a subject we've never really talked about, and that is the importance of, of writing, writing effectively to build influence and to build and grow your business. It's something I haven't really thought about, and I'm sure a lot of businesses haven't thought about how you put your message out there can make all the difference. So uh, welcome. Share with the audience a little bit about your background, what brought you into writing your book, Write to Influence, and the whole genre of not only being in the Air Force, but being an influence in writing. Sure. Thank you very much. Um, when I discovered this when I was a lieutenant colonel in Hawaii. I was a, a squadron commander. That meant I was responsible for 480 very young, um, talented troops. The problem when I arrived is that it was the most losing state or losing unit in the entire state in quarterly and annual professional awards not because these weren't fabulously talented people, but because their bosses couldn't write winning packages. So you could be the most talented lieutenant or tech sergeant, but if your boss couldn't tell your story, you lose. And so that was costing uh, deserving people promotions. So I took three days vacation. I developed my writing methodology and taught them how to write. And, and we transformed from the most losing unit into the unit to beat. Then uh, that methodology was so popular throughout the Air Force, I ended up teaching it for the next 15 years to thousands of people. And that's where I developed my battle cry, powerful writing changes lives. And it's also the lifeblood for successful business. So basically it tips the balance between success and failure. Wow. So this is so imperative and so important. Can your methodologies help anyone, even if they're not a fabulous writer? Oh, exactly. I mean, I, I taught I taught folks who didn't know how to tell a story, how to how to uh, develop the message, how to make every single second and every single word count, and how to leave the reader with tears in their eyes because you were so effective in communicating your message. And so that's what my my writing strategies and then my word sculpting tools teach you how to take a a 75 fluffy bureaucratic blather paragraph and turn it into 12 concise words so the reader says I get it and that's what I do that's what I do that's what I teach people wow what have you found working with business owners or or people who've come to you what has been some of the misconceptions with them understanding writing or not understanding writing they don't know how to tell convincing stories in limited time and space. Mm -hmm. um, uh, here, one example, and I may get to this a little bit later, but um, when, I, when I teach people how to use powerful verbs, okay? So right now, imagine a hard-boiled egg, all right? And now focus on the yolk. The yolk is the verb. The white surrounding stuff is a bureaucratic blather that, that in all business writing, government, corporate, and everywhere nowadays, we suffocate the verbs. So for example, you will find uh, in, in emails and documents and they were uh, have a discussion instead of discuss or uh, perform a review instead of review or realized cost savings instead of save money. 
So every time you can, you can squeeze out that bureaucratic blather, you've spared the reader some time and you've bought yourself more space in order to tell your story. Mm. And another thing I'm finding that is probably important is the structure. Uh, I'm seeing today on social media, people will just throw words. It'll be like, you know, 10 paragraphs long with no spaces. And you're like, <gasps> and I don't read it. I'm like, I ain't going there. That's way too much information. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple techniques there. Um, one is triage the information. This is another one of my strategies. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. So you have to communicate from the reader's perspective and, and uh, knowing that everybody, tick, tick, I'm busy. What do you want? you have a few seconds to get across the most important part of your message. So that should come first and any backup or ancillary message follows. What people do often today is they feel they have to build a, they have to build a case, they have to set the groundwork. And so they drag the reader through all this unnecessary preliminary stuff before they finally get to the point. But the problem is by the time they get to the point, they've already lost the reader. Mm. Tick, tick, I'm busy, what do you want? tell me what you need first and then explain the logic behind it. Yes. That, that makes so much sense, Carla. I remember being at a conference event for, you know, a business conference event and people get up and ask the moderator or the person um, hosting some questions about business, how I can grow my business, but they would get up there and do five minutes of quite, you know, lay, lay the groundwork before they ask the question. The person would be like, do we have a question in there somewhere? It's like, get to it already. Come yeah, on, that's exactly it. Exactly. And, and that's how people communicate today. So, so uh, triage, get the, the, the primary information out there first. Don't bury the golden nugget is one of my word sculpting techniques. That's, it's kind of like the, the horse and cart is, is put, don't, don't bury the most important information in a bunch of bureaucratic lather. Get it up there and out front first. You said something interesting. You said this is how people communicate today. Is this a new thing, maybe based on social media? And what has caused people to communicate in this manner? Is it a new thing, a modern thing? Uh, no, I wouldn't describe it as modern. It's, it's more prolific now. And, and I think the reason, yes, the reason it is more, it is more uh, commonplace now is because in our school systems, uh, no ding on instructors, teachers are heroes and heroines, but we have stopped teaching how to write powerfully in our school systems. When I was a kid growing up, we had sentence diagramming, we were taught grammar, we were taught some of these techniques, and that's not the case any longer. So when even, even students that, go, that get A's in AP English, they come out of grad school, they have spent all of those years in academia learning how to write fat. The problem is when you hit the cold, hard, tick, tick, I'm busy business world, they need to write skinny, make your point, state it concisely, get off the stage. And they come out of this academic cocoon completely uh, unprepared for that kind of writing. And, and, and that's why it's so prolific. It's, it's pretty much ubiquitous. Wow. What has caused this change in the educational system to write fat, as you call it? A couple of generations of, of teachers, someone didn't teach the teachers. Mm. And you can't, you can't convey what you don't know. So somewhere, somehow, this capability has been lost. Mm. Um, it was lost, well, it, back in 19, late 1990s is when I started this. Um, and it's only, it's only 
uh, improved in, or not improved, but the, the capability has diminished since then. Social media certainly has not helped. Um, uh, and I don't know why people seem to be so inclined to have to have all this preliminary stuff before they get to the point. You know, uh, another one of my uh, principles is empathize. We're all busy, right? Like you would like to have someone write to you. You don't like having to read all of this preliminary stuff. Well, don't inflict that on somebody else. Absolutely. So the, the, the five principles that my Right to Influence book are based on, one is leverage, leverage the time and space, uh, space being the above the, the, the above the fold on the web page, or sometimes you're limited to a one page document or convey what you want in X number of words or X number of characters. The author who can leverage time and space the best wins. So that's leverage. Empathize with the reader know what the reader wants. If you're trying to sell a product, don't explain, hey, I've got the best product in the world and here's why. Explain it from the perspective of the customer. Here's how my product is going to help you. So it's empathy. Uh, construct your message from the reader's perspective. Quantify, add details. People don't do that. So what I mean by that is, uh, this is a bullet from a resume. I like to use as an example. Managed a team studying the viability of an aging computer system and made recommendations to the CEO. Well, that sounds good, but it's very flat. Until you explain, I managed a nine-person team conducting a five-week study of this aging computer system. We made six recommendations to the CEO who accepted all of them and saved $850,000. All right, so that combines two things. One, the necessity to quantify, and two, hit the impact. If you're, if you're, whatever you're writing, if you're trying to convince somebody of something, hit the impact. What's the so what statement? And, and people very often forget that too. Wow, yeah, that's so impactful, what you just mentioned there, how important it is. Often people will put all this stuff in the resume and it all looks exactly the same. I know when I was looking at resumes in the last place I worked, it was like all exactly the same resume format, but nothing telling me about the person and what they can bring to the table. So very important. Well, and, and resumes are a whole different subject. We could spend hours on resumes, but the biggest tip I have on the resumes, the biggest tip there is on the bullets. Um, it, make sure the bullets are consistent. If you start with the verb, always start with the verb so that you keep the rhythm. Always keep the verb in the same tense and use descriptive verbs. Don't responsible for, supported, contributed to. All those verbs do is prompt the reader to say, what did you really do and how did you help? Mm -hmm. Instead of hard hitting verbs like managed, directed, initiated, implemented, you know, mm -hmm. what did you do? Start off the, uh, the bullets with those verbs and then go into the details. Yeah, yeah, this is great. But you also not only have a wonderful book, Right to Influence, but you have workshops. So if you're a business owner out there and you feel you need to get this wrapped up and learn how to write better, they can um, visit you. How can they do that? They can. My, my website is www.righttoinfluence.net. And I teach workshops to government agencies, to corporations, to, uh, you know, academic institutions, um, I'm a, an adjunct instructor at the National Intelligence University. I, uh, and the workshops go anywhere from one hour to two full days. I'm going to Chicago next week to teach a, uh, a corporate client a, a two full day workshop that's tailored to, um, to their specific mission. 
But the, these workshops, uh, you know, they're back and forth. They're interactive. They're engaging. I bring cookies. All right. So, so this is fun. It's not I'm going to come talk to you for two days. It's back and forth, almost like a Jeopardy. And, and that engagement that I throw up the, the bad example saying, how would you fix this based on the technique I just showed you? That helps people understand and it cements it in their brain. I get it. And I love watching those light bulbs come on. So I, I adore teaching this stuff. It basically brings the book to life. Yeah, and absolutely. I think what you're doing there is you're making it experiential for them because they're becoming part of them, part of their body, part of their being. Oh, completely. Yep. So so they can find out what's wrong. And, and it's a muscle. This is word sculpting. I talk about word sculpting. It's uh, if, when you have a, a, a bunch of words on a page and you need to, like a sculptor, you sculpt out the useless words, the redundancies, so that you've got a hard-hitting product. It takes practice. It, yeah. It's definitely doable, but you know, you've got an apprentice sculptor and then you've got the master sculptor. But once you recognize the techniques and you learn how to do this, it just becomes instinctive. Mm, that's great to hear. And it helps the business. Yeah, it helps your business grow, which is what everyone listening in needs. Everyone go to righttoinfluence.net and Carla D. Bass. Thank you so much for coming to share your great wisdom on Savvy Broadcasting today. Thank you for being able to address your audience. I appreciate it. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.